Let's get nuts. Turn that down. There we go. What is happening? Ladies and gents, welcome to Film Junkie Live. It is, what is it, July 17th. That's right, we're already more than halfway through this month. Crazy, crazy. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys had a good weekend and everything. But yes, make sure that you're subscribed to the channel. Become a member. We always do a members-only stream, you know, where I can maybe, you know, talk a little bit more candidly. When it comes to that, after every Wednesday stream, so do that. But make sure you're subscribed, hit that little notification bell, and of course, follow me on all the suck meds that are around me. All of it around me. How are we doing here? We're doing okay, huh? We're doing good out there. Let's see who's out there. All right. We got uh, that guy, Bert. What's up, Dave? Do you think we will see Booster Gold reference Blue Beetle? I would hope so. What's going on, Miss Jackson? Seeing these people on Twitter being so excited to finally see the flash on streaming makes me livid. I wish they had taken their shallow, lazy, judgmental butts to a movie theater instead. Woo! Alrighty, coming in hot, Miss Jackson. Coming in hot. What's going on, Ryan? Good to see you. Good to see you. Let's see, we got Mr. Hardboiled right here. What I'm eager to see is the friggin' deleted scenes and alternate. I, I can guarantee you, you, you will not see that alternate scene on there. Maybe deleted scenes, but I doubt they're going to put that alternate scene. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see that happening. To be honest, I really don't see that happening, but you never know, but I, I just don't think so. Niner fan, what is going on? We got Miss Mama Film Junkie right here. Hi, Mom. Good to see you. How, how are you feeling when it comes to the sun? The sun on the skin, huh? going on ACS Mr. Anthony's in the house good to see you buddy always good to see ya alright who else we got here oh 27 days till preseason watch out god I can't believe that and we're right in the middle of the baseball season which the Giants game just got a weather delay there's like a crazy storm happening in the northeast cause like uh, like over the weekend some of the, the, the games got delayed and they're playing in Cincinnati right now and Yep, they got delayed in the eighth inning. I don't know what the heck. It's, it's tied. It's tied at two. So I'm like, come on, this is an exciting game. Hopefully by the time by the time that this stream ends, that'll be back. That'll be back and I can watch the end of that. So Alright, who else we got? <laughs> don't mess with Nanny Fine. There you go. Alright, so we got Mr. MSGT. Good to see you. What's going on, Mind of Inception? Good to see you too. Alright, we got Tet. What is happening? We got Mr. Axel right here. What up? What's going on, sir? Mr. Venom, good to see you. Okay, let's see. Whoop, whoop. Jumped up on me. We got Brendan right here. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Good morning to you, sir. That's cool. So always trips me out. Game Savior. Um, they are saving the origin story for super for the Supergirl movie. I mean, I mean, I guess so. Should be, you know. MI7 came out a week ago with worldwide fan screening starting last premiere starting last preview screening starting Tuesday and it officially releasing on Wednesday. So naturally, the box office is less. Yeah, and we're gonna talk about that, of course. So, uh, Jeff, what's going on? That's dumb to blame fans for the fact that streaming is a viable alternative to throwing money at a theater. I mean, that's the thing. There, that's one of the things too that you know. 
when it comes to we're just in a new era. We're in a new era. It's gonna be it's gonna be a feat if a movie makes a billion dollars. That's for damn sure. Nowadays, especially when there's so many blockbusters or everything like that. So yeah, but we're gonna be talking about a lot of flash stuff because obviously the digital digital you could digital download it tomorrow. So a lot of promos and then of course there's already people that are already ripping the digital stuff. So I've been seeing scenes and clear pictures that's right actual clear images of the flash no these not these screenshots these freaking bootleg piece of shit photos that were coming out that got leaked out the week of we're actually seeing clear stuff and some people are like wow that doesn't look that bad it's like yeah we try to tell you it's not all that bad okay it's not perfect but it's not bad so what we try to tell you so we'll talk about that and talk about you know the multiverse cameos and everything like that you know i uh, just was thought why not just talk about that because a lot of people were throwing around the cameos and whatnot so i figured why not do that and then we'll of course talk about the uh, sag aftra and the writer's strike and all that stuff i mean i'm not an expert at it but man there's some things that just kept coming out like every day every day kept coming out about this whole thing and you know some ceos need to shut the fuck up you know who we're talking about bobby boy you know i'm talking to you talking to you christopher nolan of course talking about oppenheimer which is great but he's also been asked some other questions when it comes to other things that he wants to do so uh, talk about those answers and then of course the box office the box office Uh, mission impossible you know hopefully you guys saw it it's a really great film just saying but uh, yeah, I did go to uh, Lake Havasu over the weekend. Uh, family thing, not the best reason to get together because it had to do with scattering ashes of uh, my cousin. Uh, and you know, I think I've mentioned I raised a glass to him uh, on a vodka stream or something like that because it happened a while ago. But we decided to scatter the ashes. And uh, but it was still good to just get the family together at the river, Lake Havasu, which. It's always fun, but yeah, I'm actually not that burned, to be honest. I think I got a little bit, of course, on the shoulders. I'm actually not that bad because, you know what I did, guys? I, I prepped. I prepped because now that it's getting warmer, I would, at about, like, between 10 and 11 o'clock, I take a break and I go out on my balcony shirtless and just kind of go, like, Superman, you know, just, oh, get some of that vitamin dizzle, you know, oh. So I already had, like, a good, like, base tan going. You know, I stand out there for about 10, 15 minutes and just get some uh, get some of that sunlight because it's good for you. I think my neighbors probably think I'm insane because I'm, like, standing out there like this, like, eh. No, okay, I don't make that face. But I'm, like, standing out there just kind of, like, in a meditative, you know, let me get away from the screens and whatnot and whatever. So I just kind of, like, absorb, absorb. It's good. It's good. But, uh, yeah, so so then, you know, when it came to just being out there on the lake, in the river, I was careful, you know, put the sunscreen on. And then when I wasn't, like, you know, swimming around, I was underneath, like, the little tarp thing, you know. So got some shade because it was so freaking hot. It got up to 120 degrees, man. There's a heat wave happening. I'm sure you guys know this, but it was 120 degrees. But luckily, the Airbnb we we stayed at was great, and it had a pool, and it was fun. So it was a it was a good weekend, even though, like I said, wasn't the best <laughs> reason to come together. But it was uh, it was good to see the family and celebrate. You know, it was celebrating a life of someone uh, in the way that we did. So may uh, may Chris rest in peace and uh, everything. So, anyways, guys. Uh, talking about base tans. Yeah, that's right. That's, this is what you get with Film Junkie Live. Just saying. That's what you get. Talking about, you know, 
base tans and whatever. What's going on, Stephanie T? She showed up. All right, so here we go. Let's get to the tweets. Luckily, I didn't tweet that much this past weekend, so, you know, that's a good thing, right? So we can blow through these real quick, and we're going to start off with Johnny Cage. What? There he is. Okay, Mr. Ed Boone, here's Johnny taking a picture with Carl Urban as Johnny Cage. I still don't know about this casting. I'm, I'm still not a fan of it as much as I love Carl Urban, and I do love the character of Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat. I just don't think he's, like, the right fit, but I'm, I'm guessing they're just going for, like, an intro. I don't know. We'll see. I hope it impresses, but this is, uh, this is uh, an image of him. We get more of a, a look at his Johnny Cage. He's actually wearing the sunglasses. You got the hair that's got some highlights in it. So, I mean, obviously we're getting to, you know, we're, this is an aged Johnny Cage. It's an aged Johnny Cage. I mean, obviously the Johnny Cage story was always, he's a burnt out action star. He's not at the top of his game. He's, he's no longer like the big shot. So he's got to prove himself. So he joins the tournament, the Mortal Kombat tournament. But they're going even further because, I mean, Carl Urban's like, what? He's like late 40s, early 50s? I don't, he's something, something around there, late 40s, early 50s. So it's almost like, okay, they're going like an interesting route when it comes to Johnny Cage. And, you know, Johnny Cage is the American. He's the American hero in Mortal Kombat, you know, the American fighter. So let's get an Let's get it. What? He's New Zealand? Let's go to, yeah, let's get a guy who's, you know, not even from America. <laughs> Why not? It's like... I think he's from New Zealand, right? Not Australia. I always thought he was like an Aussie, but I think he's Aus he's uh, New Zealand. So, but it's Carl Urban, okay. But uh, of course, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a little worried about this movie because eesh, the first one ah had some strong parts, but the core of the whole thing was just like ugh, it's like ugh. That movie, man, they should have just did the entire movie about Sub Zero and Scorpion. That's it. That's the parts that worked. That's the parts that worked. And naturally, with the strike happening, Mortal Kombat 2 is no longer in production right now, or it's, you know, it's stopped production until the strike is resolved. So, anyway, Zlander, okay. Pretty, the James Webb Telescope taking pictures of these beautiful planets. I mean, I guess Jupiter is not orange like we all thought. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jupiter looks way different with a much clearer telescope. And look at all the illumination. Creepy. C cool, but creepy a little bit, right? Pretty cool. And I didn't sign up for this, guys. I didn't know there was going to be a Mr. and Mrs. Smith remake with Donald Glover and Maya Erskine. Erskine? There's a trailer, too. Trailer didn't even grab me. I'm sorry, but I just don't see this working. And, and of course, you know, it's just like... I was like, okay, Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Amazing movie. I love that movie. I love that movie. It's a fun, it's f -f -f fun action romp, and their chemistry was great. I mean, naturally, they ended up getting together and getting married and have, you know, adopting and having babies after that. Uh, of course, it ended badly, but, you know, that's the way it is in Hollywood. But, I mean, I just don't see this really working that well. I like Donald Glover. I don't really know her, but I just don't see it working. It's a series. That's right. It's a series. New series. Uh, I just, you know, again, it's like the True Lies series. The True Lies series didn't work because True Lies was about 
Arnold Schwarzenegger's character lying to his wife, and then she finds out, and that was the cusp of the whole story. You can't have an entire series when the first episode, he reveals that he's a spy. So I'm assuming that, I don't know if they're going to build it up. Are they just building it up through, like, this series that they're both assassins, and then they slowly find out? It's just, I don't know, it's ridiculous. It just doesn't seem like, it just doesn't... Yeah, I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it's going to work. Phil Cho bringing out some cool art right there. There's some Nightwing from Titan series, a little bit different with the gold, the gold, the gold on there. We got a new poster, which makes me want pizza. I don't think that's Pizza Hut. Remember when they, when they showed that, that promo for Pizza Hut? Yeah, this one ain't Pizza Hut. This one just says New York. Yeah, that's right. Remember I was making my whole gripe that, even if, if you live in New York, even if you live in New York in the sewer, you, you ain't going to be ordering Pizza Hut. You're going to order some authentic New York pizza. Ryan Reynolds, comic accurate short king, posted that right there. Of course, Deadpool 3 has stopped production as well. Cameron Monaghan, I guess he's not going to be Jimmy Olsen because he's joining Tron Aries. That's right, the third Tron movie with Jared Leto. So remember, I was like, I was fan casting him as uh, as Jimmy, as Jimmy, and and sorry, folks, if anybody was wondering why there was cocaine in the White House, well, apparently the Secret Service they are not going to figure it out. That's what they posted. I mean, I think we can all figure out who did it um, if you're keeping up with certain events, but uh, yeah. Uh, this simulation that we live in is incredible. Cocaine found at the White House. We know that the president's son is a huge cokehead. I think we could point the finger at him. But guess what? <laughs> Didn't happen. They're just like, yep, yeah, we're just going to drop it. It's fine. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, man. Something tells me, though, if it was Don Jr., they probably would have been all over that. Anyways... Uh, we got this right here. We got Mr. Ben Everts, Real Anarchy. He posted this right here of Daniel Craig as Brainiac. This is creepy. Taking the uh, cyborg approach to uh, to uh, to Brainiac. Thought it was pretty interesting. Doing some of that AI stuff right there. And then we got a teaser for Harley Quinn Season 4, which is cool. And then, yeah, guys, if, uh, you know, again, if you guys are wondering why i pay the eight dollars a month for twitter blue and and i i've been saying that it that that they're trying to make it they're trying to make it like a creator friendly website rival youtube and all the others well i mean they they started giving out some uh twitter ad revenue and they were sharing like f five million in ad revenue went out already and the minds channel got over they got a hundred and seven thousand dollars crazy so that was happening over the weekend but yeah that's why i'm investing in that so maybe i can get in that but there is some qualifications that i still need to uh do to uh to get that uh to get that you that that twitter partnership but yeah they're doing all that it's pretty freaking crazy hey there's christopher mcquarrie and tom cruise enjoying the fact that they worked on this movie for five years uh we have worked and filmed this uh film for years oh i thought he said five years but it's probably a little bit less but hey we hope they enjoy it of course they're doing that the popcorn thing always got to have that popcorn size matters we got the reel for uh, imax oppenheimer right there that's cool 
Speaking of AI, did AI make this poster right here? My big fat Greek wedding three. What is going on with the faces in this poster? What is going on with everybody? This looks like it was made by AI. You see, I mean, what the hell is going on with some of these faces? Oh my God. And my God, they're making, I didn't know there was a my big fat Greek wedding too. I thought there was only one. I know my mom liked the first one. I think I watched it with her maybe one time. I don't know, a long time ago, but wow. It just looked kind of strange to me, I'm just saying. But you know what doesn't look strange? This right here, look at that. Can I, can, who wants to, uh, come on, let's uh, bring up some super chats. You want to uh, go in on it with me, you know, to get this little queen studio black suit Superman statue right here, you know, just saying. Anybody wants to uh, go in on it, you know, we could uh, send it back and forth to each other if we want to do that. So, you know, why not? All right, what else we got here? Oh, yeah. Oh, you got to love this, guys, because, you know, I tweeted this out. Released the air cut. It was trending the other day, last week. It was trending, so I thought, you know what? Hey, release the air cut is trending. I think a lot of people have been saying that since Hollywood has kind of shut down, as of right now, why not put it out there? You know, seems reasonable. Same with the Schumacher cut. You could do that as well. But, you know, you, I, I got to love it when, uh, you know, cert, you know, my, the f my fans. I'm just kidding. But, yeah, this one guy said, uh, his name is Neil. He said, fuck off, Dave. You of all people shouldn't be saying this. Me of all people, guys. That's right. Because I try to sabotage release the Snyder cut so much that the man himself that has the name within that repeatedly came onto the stream i know but that was part of my diabolical plan was to sabotage by bringing zach on my stream and somehow utilizing that to be like trust me guys zach trusts me so trust me and then you know try to sabotage the the snyder cuts the snyder cuts campaign even though it did come out all right yeah, so it's just kind of funny. Yeah, you got to love that. I was feeling frisky. I was feeling frisky. Somebody sent this to me, and I was like, all right, I'll retweet it. And, uh, you know, so I did. That's why I said, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Hey, what could he do? What could he do? You know, this guy right here, he said that I have a punchable face and personality, but even a broken clock is right twice. That's right. I've, I, you know, I'm sure this, I'm sure this person right here is, you know, he, he, he trusts the scoopsy daisies over there who have a not so great batting average. And I'm not trying to be a scooper when it comes to things, but you know, it's just always kind of funny when it comes to all that. You got to love that. And oh my God, guys. Oh my God. All right. Can uh, the disc father guy. Okay. So disc father. If you, I don't know if you're going to, uh, who knows? I know, I know he follows me. I don't know if he still follows me. Does he still follow me? He follows me. Um, I don't follow him because I don't know what was going on with this guy because I remember, what, two weeks ago? I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah, it was 4th of July week. He claimed that he had, a, like, a podcast that with, with Henry Cavill and claimed that Henry Cavill said that he prefers Justice League over Zack Snyder's Justice League. He tweeted it out there, of course, naturally, 
got dogpiled on. Everybody was talking about it and everything like that. And then, of course, and then he claimed that he couldn't post the podcast because of copyright or something like that. Somebody was telling me it was bullshit. It was bullshit. He was trying to rile up fans. This is what he was doing just to, you know, the engagement. This is why I always say not you don't have to always jump on every little thing because somebody is just banking on that. Especially now with the whole Twitter payout thing, you know, the more impressions you get and the more, you know, clicks and engagement you get, sometimes, you know, somebody's going to end up getting paid for this. And I'm thinking that's what some of these guys are going to do. But for some reason, Disc Father knows that he could rile up the Snyder fandom, definitely could do that. And what was happening last week was some people, of course, in the Snyder fandom was saying that, yes, that the original, the first trailer for the Snyder Cut with Hallelujah on it got removed from YouTube. Or not removed, but they put it in private, apparently. And so, so naturally, of course, people who were just very, like, that take this shit way too seriously were freaking out and saying all this stuff. And then, of course, Mr. Discfather right here was like, all right, I'm going to capitalize on this because... Obviously, he wants the engagement on his tweets. So he said, I'm hearing after yesterday's trailer deletion from YouTube, Warner Brothers Discovery plans to remove Zack Snyder's Justice League from Max. And then uh, we got Mr. Rob Keys right here. Of course, he's been on the Vodka stream and he is, uh, you know, the, the head cheese, one of the head cheeses over there at uh, Screen Rant. He said, I heard via phone call and then in writing via email with Max team that the first Zack Snyder's Justice League trailer was set to private due to music licensing. And that's why the other two are still live on the very same YouTube channel. Yeah, it's all about the Hallelujah song. This happened shortly after the teaser or the trailer got released. That happened, too, and everybody was freaking out then, too. Like, Warner Brothers trying to sabotage, sabotage, sabotage. It's like, nope, it's all a licensing thing. Now, I'm kind of wondering, like, why exactly that, that song is always causing problems for that, but... I don't know. Like, I don't know the logistics. I don't claim to know the logistics when it comes to all that. But, of course, fans just, they go by emotions. So then, naturally, it's Warner Brothers trying to sabotage shit. And then when it comes to the removal, the claim that there was going to be the, the, the removal of Zack Snyder's Justice League from Max, apparently, like, in certain Europe, HBO apps it's gotten removed it's still very much on max and then of course naturally people were getting outraged on that and i tweeted out like why do people there's so many things to get outraged about why do people choose to get outraged over fake shit that's my question can you stop there's so much there's so many things you can get outraged about why are you getting outraged over fake shit because people were like, yep, yep, they're going to move it, remove it from Max. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And even if they do, how the fuck, if you're a fan, how do you not have it in physical form yet? Because, yes, when it comes to streaming, guess what? They remove shit all the time. Okay? There's not some conspiracy that, oh, yeah, they're just like that. They don't want the Snyder cut anymore. They hate Zack Snyder, so they're going to remove it. It's been on there for over two years. I would not, if it ends up remo getting removed, fine. I have it physical. You should too. <laughs> I thought a lot of people, I thought a lot of these people like got rid of HBO Max after they got it on physical. There's not some conspiracy here, folks. Not some conspiracy here. It's so ridiculous. Let's not freak out about that, but you know, that's what we like to do, right? <sighs> James Cameron. 
He says, I don't respond to offensive rumors in the media usually, but I need to now. I'm not in talks about an Ocean Gate film, nor will I ever be. I thought that was kind of funny, that quote, because even if he was going to make a film on Ocean Gate, guess what? It would probably make about $1.3 billion and get nominated for like 13 Oscars. But yeah, I mean, the guy's making Avatar everything, so... He's making so many Avatar things, shall. And then Tom Cruise said he refused to end Mission Impossible, of course, uh, Dead Reckoning Part 1 on a cliffhanger. He goes, you know, it's got to be satisfying. So he wanted to go a little satisfying because we've had some cliffhangers that happen. Fast X, Cross the Spider-Verse. But, you know, that could be satisfying, too. I like a good cliffhanger. And both of those had, well, Fast X was like, all right, cool. It's going to continue on. We'll see what happens. Cross the Spider-Verse had a great, fantastic cliffhanger. I can understand that because, you know, Dead Reckoning didn't have a, a cliffhanger, but it was like, it's still like, oh, okay, we still have more to the story, so. And what the hell is this? This is, this is why all the crazy strikes and all the stuff and all the freaking money, the cash flow problems when it comes to these companies and streaming, this is why right here, these budgets are too goddamn big. $212 million for Secret Invasion. Did half of it go to Samuel L. Jackson? And if it did, cool. Get your money, man. Because it doesn't seem like it. 212? I mean, I get it. It's like a long, long, long movie, and they're in a lot of like different locations. And yeah, there's action and explosions, and there's makeup with all the scrolls. And, the, and when they transition from human to scroll, sure, you have those V effects and all the super scroll stuff and what's happening. But 212? This is why. This is exactly why we're in where we're at right now. This is what's happening. These budgets are way too big, they're too inflated. Too much, just way too inflated. Gotta, I this. And of course, you know, one of the things, I mean, obviously we're going to be talking about, you know, certain things that Bob Iger said, but at least he did say that, yes, they're going to start relaxing on so many shows because during the pandemic and the pandemic didn't help, they were trying to pump out as much shows as possible. And we saw bad quality. We saw just poor quality when it came to certain shows. It was like, yeah, certain things were good, but a lot of things were bad, and there was way too much that was being pumped out. Way too much being pumped out. It's like Kenobi, decent. Could have been, you know, but it just felt like there was, you know, didn't have the money. But then you have Andor. That seemed like it was perfect, and it was like a little hidden gem. And then you have She-Hulk. Ah, what was going on there? But then you have Miss Marvel, which felt like it was fresh and new and different when it came to these shows. But, you know, and I'm enjoying Secret Invasion, but my God, 212. Holy shiza, man. That is absolutely ridiculous. But this is why these companies, these studios, are in the predicament that they're in right now. Because these budgets are too freaking high, man. Too high. You cut down the budgets, you need to cut some salaries in half, and pay people. Boy. Patrick Wilson, he knows what's up, and we've all been saying this for so long. 
We've been saying this, and I still keep on saying that. I even say this now when it comes to what's happening with Superman Legacy and James Gunn and, and having different DC characters within the story that's going to help the character or help the story. Yeah, help the character and help the story, help tell the story of the character. Because when it comes to Superman Legacy, yeah, he's going to have the Superman aspect with metahumans, which is great. And it's just like when it came to BBS, it's like, yeah, it could have just been a Superman sequel where he faced another Superman villain. But no, he's going to face Batman. Cool. All right. Well, let's have Wonder Woman in a supporting role. That works. And then we're going to introduce other characters to expand the universe. Totally worked. Zack Snyder, head of his time. He didn't exactly do what Marvel was doing when it came to crossovers. And sometimes it just gets a little too bulky and then you just are, you know, a little too cluttered. And then it just like they're just setting up the next movie. But when it came to Zack, you know, again, Zack, head of his time. Patrick Wilson even says right there, he says, Zack was ahead of the curve. I say time. He says curve. Tomato, tomato. You need movies to go so dark and then adventures can go so light. Perfectly said right there. He said that's a real blend. Perfectly said. I want my dark movies. I want my dark superhero movies. Variety. Variety. I want the BVSs, the Watchmen's, the Logans. I want that. You got to have that. And then I'm okay with going to uh, an Avengers movie or something lighter. Sure. I'm okay with that. But see, that's what we're talking about. So good on him. Good on him. Good on him for um, saying that right there. Thank you, Mr. Wilson. <sighs> What's going on? You see a blurry image? Yeah, try refreshing, Lisa. And hi, Steph. How's it going? Miss Nighthawk is here. She was part of the uh, pretty awesome weekend rain that we had at the lake. And then, yes, this is another thing just to add to it, just to add to what I was talking about when it comes to bloated budgets. Right here from the Wall Street Journal, Disney has reportedly promised investors for nearly three years that Disney Plus would be profitable by September 2024. Some Disney executives have now expressed doubts about whether the company can hit that target. Disney Plus ain't profitable. The cash flow is not there. Same thing is happening with Netflix. Same thing is happening with Max and all the others. I mean, probably some are doing better than others. Your Primes, your Hulus, those are probably doing a little bit better, but they're not. That's the thing. That's why we're going to start seeing these shows show up on normal TV, which there is something that about a popular TV show that we'll get to in a little bit that that shows just that. There's going to be Marvel shows and Star Wars shows that are going to show up on ABC because they're like not getting the money that they thought they were going to be getting when it came to streaming services. There's all the Bruce Waynes right there. Yes, all been great. All great. Even George Clooney. George Clooney was a better Bruce Wayne than Batman. I would even say that about Val Kilmer, but I like Val Kilmer's Batman. But they've all been good Bruce Waynes. Different in their own regards. Gotta love that. Michael Keaton's Batman art right there. Minimal. Love that. Love that. More Michael Keaton art right there. Look at that. The goat with the uh, the 89 logo. You gotta love that. You gotta love that. I love this too. Somebody made this. This is freaking excellent right here. Did you guys see this? Tech Fighter Turbo. Insert crypto. That's beautiful. Obviously Zuck, Bezos, <laughs> Bezos and Elon right there. 
It's pretty funny. Come on. Again, the internet wins when Epstein Island. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. But yes, or Mars. But this is where the internet wins right there. <laughs> so freaking cool. It's got all the big CEOs, the tech CEOs. That is hilarious. Come on, you got to love that. You got to love that. Hey, did you guys know that Snow White's still a thing? And Re Rachel Zegler commented that, yeah, the nonsensical discourse on social media about Snow White casting. I, I haven't seen the discourse in a while because nobody gives a shit, Rachel. Nobody gives a shit. Movie's probably not going to do well. Just saying. Okay. That's all I got to say about that. I know she's called me out before, so. <laughs> Ah, until she starts making movies like how Tom Cruise. Look at this. These guys were just recording and saw them. Rec they were filming. They were filming Dead Reckoning, and they're just chilling. This is just Tom Cruise chilling. They're all just chilling on top, and there's Tom Cruise right there, and he's like, he sees it, he waves. <laughs> that's freaking amazing. Come on, that's really cool right there. That's really cool. So is this Adam West art right there. That's pretty sweet, too. All right. And this is funny as well. <laughs> Come on. What? What is this? Get out of here. This Nathan Fillion. <laughs> That's just laughable right there. That look. Oh, man. I mean, I mean, he looks he he looks like a lesbian that likes to wear green. I'm just saying that's what he looks like, girl. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, this is from Smart Sheep Art. <laughs> they made this right here. I think we should really go for the big collar leather jacket kind of thing. But yeah, that is just <laughs> that's just hilarious right there. It made me laugh. It made me laugh. And then we got Phil Cho showing the whole Bat Family, the Adam West 66 Bat Family right there. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Haley Atwell. Well, if you guys watched uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, I mean, she really shines in that movie. She does. She does, especially the things that happen in that movie. And I apologize, guys. I was going to do a full-on review of that, but sadly, I didn't uh, check the mic. And it wasn't on when I recorded it, did not know until the next day, and did not have time to re-record it because, of course, I was leaving for the weekend. But Haley Atwell talked about her cameo in Multiverse of Madness, of course, uh, as uh, that version of Captain Britain, I guess you could say. When she says, I could do this all day, people were like, ha ha, but you didn't because you got sliced in half by a frisbee. So basically, she's complaining that the cameo that was really weird and really ridiculous even talked about how John Krasinski was not actually there. He filmed his cameo in front of a green screen and they just inserted him into the, the scenes, which that, I think we all kind of guessed that was the case. But she's complaining that that all happened. And I get it because some a lot of people were also complaining about all these crazy, you know, the cameos. Speaking of multiverse, they were all, you know, people were complaining that they weren't on there and they all just died. I thought that was brilliant. I'm a Sam Raimi fan. And I was like, yeah. Get everybody excited about all these cameos that show up. So everybody's like, yes, yes, oh my God, yes. You know, and everybody's like cheering anytime one of these cameos shows up. And then I just love the fact that they all got killed. That's some Sam Raimi-isms right there. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. 
So I have to disagree with her. She kicks ass. I love her character in Mission Impossible. She's great. I was crushing on her a little bit. And I think she's going to be, you know, it's going to be cool to see her character evolve in the second part and kind of see where it goes from there. But yeah, it's like you have to just enjoy the fact that it's like, yeah, it was it was kind of cool that all these cameos showed up and they all got killed. I thought it was great. I thought it was cool. Uh, yeah, absolutely, Ryan. Bold. It was absolutely bold to do that. Uh, we'll talk about that. See, this is okay. And this is what I'm talking about here, folks. Yellowstone, one of the most popular series out there. It's on Paramount, the Paramount Channel, and Paramount Plus. Now look what's going to be happening. Yellowstone is set to make its broadcast debut as part of CBS's fall lineup. Well, I think part of the reason is they need shows. Because, you know, with things that are happening when it comes to entertainment into the Hollywood world, things are lacking. So they're like, all right, well, there's some, the older demographic, you know, the way older demographic probably doesn't have Paramount or Paramount Plus. So let's put it on CBS. And like I was saying with Disney, they're going to put like Mandalorian, Miss Marvel. Those shows are going to show up on ABC because they're thinking, all right, maybe we should go back to the old ways. Streaming is not giving us the cash flow that we wanted, even though it's probably still got a pretty good cash flow. But, you know, these CEOs make too much damn money. So... They're going to have to edit it. I haven't really watched the show, but I, you know, I know it's pretty damn adult and there's been some things they're definitely going to have to edit down, but Jesus Christ, it's ridiculous. But that's what's happening. That's what's happening right now. They're trying, they're like looking at the old ways of how these shows were actually put out there and putting them on the broadcast channels. It's all crazy. That's what happens. And who knows if this is true? Take it with a grain of salt, but Kenneth Branagh is going to direct the Gargoyles movie? Some people are saying that it might be BS. I don't know. The Diz Insider is claiming that, yes, he's going to be directing the Gargoyles live-action movie. I was like, okay, pretty interesting. It's an interesting choice. He's a great director. Why not? But, you know, we're going to have to wait on that. And David Duchovny. you got to love David Duchovny. He showed up to the writer's strike uh, with his, the residuals are out there. And, of course, put a UFO. Do, 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 do. Apparently, he got screwed over by Fox when it came to residuals on, um, on repeats, uh, reruns of uh, X-Files. So, he knows. He's gotten screwed out of uh, residuals as well. So, you know, it happens. And then check this out. We got Arkham Batfleck right here that somebody made. That's badass. Now, that's a suit, right? He should have been wearing that suit in the Flash, am I right? <laughs> okay. But that's a pretty badass suit right there. Just saying. And when did this come out? When? I didn't hear about this. When the hell was there a rumor that Daniel Craig was going to be Lex Luthor? I didn't see this rumor, but apparently this rumor was out there, and James Gunn debunked it? Did anybody else hear about this rumor? I didn't hear about this rumor, but at the same time, I started going, huh, well, huh, I can maybe see that a little bit, I can, I don't know, he's too old, 
Okay. So we got, uh, you know, Draga, you know, he's a ageist. Put that suit in the movie. That suit? Which suit? But yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't think about it. I was like, oh, okay, that'd be interesting. I'm not saying that, you know, obviously uh, James Gunn debunked that he's going to be cast as Lex Luthor. He also said, you know, because somebody asked if his wife's going to be in it as Harcourt. He said no, which is like, yeah, of course, that's not going to make sense. She might have a role in the movie as somebody else. I wouldn't be surprised, but that's perfectly fine. Whatever. But, uh, yeah, so I didn't realize that this was actually a rumor. But then I was kind of like, eh. I could, yeah, I could kind of see it a little bit. I was like, all right. I wouldn't hate it. I would not hate it if he ended up being Luthor. I would not hate it at all. So, I don't know. I don't know where that rumor came from, but uh, it's been debunked. So, don't have to worry about it. And I don't know. I don't know when we're going to get that Lex casting. We can't get any casting news until the strike's over, apparently. So, unless something happens, who knows? But there you go. All right. And that's it right there, guys. I was hoping that wasn't going to be as long as, you know, I was trying to cut it short, but yeah, I talk too much. What can I say, guys? I talk too much. All right. Let me turn that off. And let's talk about the main topic right here. All right. So let's talk about the Flash digital download. You can download it tomorrow if you want to and then watch it and everything and own it, own it digitally. We have, of course, some promo stuff that's uh, that been put out there. And I'm going to bring up this right here from the Flash Film News. So we got the promo right here. It's a small promo. Remember when you phased through the floor? Yeah. So I need you to do that again. Iron is denser than floorboard. There Remember you go. When you through the yeah. So there's the uh, promo right there when it comes to the Flash. But uh, yeah. So they're gonna have that, and then of course they're gonna have this right here when it comes to the floor 4K. UHD, of course, that's going to be coming out. I'm not sure when it's coming out. I don't think it's coming out tomorrow, but I think you're going to get some features, some of these features also with the digital download. But this is what you can have right here is they're going to show the making of the Flash, Worlds Collide featurette, Flashpoint introducing the multiverse featurette, Let's Get Nuts, Batman Returns Again featurette, the Bat Chase, which of course that's going to be the Bat Fleck one, Saving Supergirl featurette as well, Battling Zod featurette, and then Fighting Dark Flash featurette, and then The Flash, The Saga of the Scarlet Speedster featurette, Supergirl, Last Daughter of Krypton featurette, and then, of course, Deleted Scenes. And they released a, they released a deleted scene online, actually, that uh, I'm not going to, we're not going to show it all, but it was out there. Um, it did come out, as you can see the scene right here, where Barry, young Barry, he finds the, uh, the, the craft, because I don't know, I just don't want to get dinged by Warner Brothers, because, you know, you know how they could be. But uh, he phases through the door right here, and then look, look at that shot. That is a cool shot. Look at that. It's a badass shot right there. Finding the little, the, the S right there in the ship and everything, so that's pretty sweet. I just really enjoyed that. And we saw this, too. We saw this... Uh, we saw this shot right here from the fandom trailer, and everybody hated it. <laughs> everybody hated this shot right here, of course. Um, looks a little different. Doesn't look quite like... I mean, when it came to the fandom teaser, it actually looked like the helmet or, you know, the, the cowl was bigger on his head. But uh, 
I don't know, maybe it was supposed to be because it's young Barry. Anyways, but uh, he's finding the costume, Supergirl's costume, and then he brings it out, and they're all kind of like wondering, like, wait a minute, this is, he's like, I found the, I found Superman's costume, so here we go, and then he goes, was Superman petite? And that's where it ends right there. But, you know, pretty interesting, pretty damn interesting. But, you know, I could see why they deleted, but that's just, I just really like that one shot. I just really like that one shot. And all I'm saying, folks, now that we can just really talk about this and show this because it's all out there like crazy, we need a comic book run or we need an animated feature with Nicolas Cage as Superman, okay? I'm going to campaign for this as well. As much as I'm campaigning for anything else, too, that I want to see. But I'm campaigning for this. Yes, I know. Some people are still like, oh, it looks horrible. It was looks so... You know, okay, okay. Get over that. I just want a Nicolas Cage comic book run or an animated feature. I prefer animated. Yes, I know there was a fan animated thing that I talked about a while ago that used, like, some really cool animation. Hopefully that maybe could turn into something. It's only a trailer. But I'm just saying, DC, Jim Lee, Kevin Smith can be a part of it, too. I'm sure he would not mind being a part of that. But, hey, let's get some of this. Let's get this. Let's get it out there. I'm I'm disagreeing with you, Stephanie. I don't, you know, you don't have to watch it, but we will. We will, and we will love it. What's interesting about the, the S, about Nicolas Cage's Superman S, first off, I like the fact that he's got his chest hair coming out of this thing, <laughs> but his S looks like this coming, this is like a, almost like an arrow. It almost looks like an arrow. And it's a big S. That's right, he's got a big S. Look at the S on that guy. Now, it's a big S, and it kind of makes me wonder, like, how big is the S going to be on um, David Cornsweat's Superman costume? But, yeah, there's the shot right there. Obviously, he faces the big, huge spider, and it was basically a callback. Not, not The general audience had no idea what the hell was going on, but, of course, us nerd boys and girls were like, yes, yes, absolutely. But, I mean, that's what was so crazy about it. I mean... And it was shown right after Christopher Reeve's Superman, you know. Right there, of course, we get the shot of those two right there. Which, of course, a lot of people hated this even more because, oh, my God, how do you, how do, you do that? Is that? You know, it's like it's that whole thing. And it's like I get I, I get the complaints because it's like, OK, he's not alive anymore. But obviously they ran it through the Reeves, the Reeve estate and got their approval it's not like they just did it or whatever but um you know we don't we didn't really see them together at one point chris chris wong swenson brought up a good point that superman was only teased in supergirl i mean clark was in there but all he saw really was that shot you didn't really see superman in supergirl you only saw clark or did you actually even see clark i think clark had a cameo but um i can't remember i haven't seen supergirl in so long but uh, i mean uh, yeah it feels soulless. See, I mean, I. it's funny because it's funny because now the people who were like loosely going, eh, it was okay. Now everybody, now the people, now those people are saying that they just absolutely hate the movie. <laughs> if Christopher Reeve's family signed off, I don't, I don't know what's the damn issue. I don't know what's the issue either. 
You know, I mean, I, it got cheers both the times that I saw it and everything. But uh, again, we're seeing we're seeing the multiverse, the projected speed force multiverse that's happening, that's happening in the dome, that's happening in the uh, what's what's it called again? Jeez, I'm totally drawing a blank on what's it called. What's that? What's that called? Uh, the Chrono Bowl. That's right. Um, we're seeing like the projected. We're seeing like things that are being projected within the Speed Force, which is why, which is why it all looks like the way it looks. It was a style choice. Did it work for people? Apparently not. But you know, it was that kind of style choice when it came when it came to all that. But uh, and then of course people are posting scenes. The bat chase right there, which I thought was cool. Andy Muschietti's cameo was cool. And look at the dark flash. Yeah, there's some dark flash right there. Some bat fleck right there doing his uh, best Deadpool impression. We got, uh, you know, the cameo from Wonder Woman right there. Here's all the cameos that were uh, in there, of course. Thomas Curry. We got the George Reeves Superman. Nick Cage. Uh, Teddy Sears as Jake Garrick, which he had no idea about, <laughs> which is interesting, you know. So all the cameos right there when it comes to that, <laughs> you know. And a lot of people are posting that. They're posting the George Clooney one, which, you know, I'm just kind of wondering. I'm like, all right, so when it came to this cameo, as much as I was okay with it, I was one of the people that it, I like. I liked the cameo. I, I had a feeling it was coming. I was like, all right, that's a gag. It's all a gag. I get that. I'm just kind of wondering, is he actually still Batman or is he just Bruce Wayne? Is he still Batman? I mean, does Batman have a beard now? I mean, like it, with this whole like spaghetti crossover of the multiverse, is does he have a beard now? Uh, that's what I'm kind of wondering. Is this Batman like still Batman? I mean, obviously he's, he's younger than Michael Keaton. He's about 10 years younger than Michael Keaton, at least, or like nine years younger. But, uh, you know, they both have aged pretty gracefully. But I'm just kind of like uh, kind of wondering, like, OK, obviously, it's just for the gag. I'm asking way too many questions about what's happening now. But I was just like, is he actually Batman still in here? So <laughs> it's just kind of funny. Like, OK, that's pretty funny. You know, it's whatever. And of course, people complaining about the whole, you know, the babies thing, the baby in the microwave people. I love it. This is what I this is. This is what I'm talking about. The fake outrage, you know, when it came to that whole thing. People are so, they get so out, they just go so, and here, of course, we've got some uh, cool shots of uh, Ke Keaton right here. The goats, look at that, showing that, Arr, I got hurt. So, we just got some, we got some cool shots right there when it comes to all that. But no, I just, the, talking about the fake outrage when it comes to all this, I'm like, I, I, how many times do I have to use the fictional character's you know, drop. How many times do I have to use that? I wish I had it in a hand right now. I don't think I have it. I wish I did because it's fictional. Okay. It's like people like literally were like freaking out because when it came to that opening flash sequence and him saving the babies, it was a crazy, I dug the whole thing because I thought it was just so outrageous. I thought it was crazy and, and just like different. Yeah. The babies looked a little weird. I'll give it that. But the whole thing of like, oh, yeah, oh, my God, he put a baby in a microwave. It wasn't plugged in. <laughs> Jesus. And it's not real. 
It just goes back to the whole Man of Steel thing, like, how many people died? Oh, my God. So many people died. Superman didn't care about all the people dying. So then, of course, they had to, like, address that, and they had to make sure that people weren't going to freak out about damage when it came to them. I'm like, read a fucking comic book. This shit, it's all crazy. It's all whatever. It's just, the fa- this is what I'm talking about. When people want to just get outraged over dumb shit. Dumb shit. There's plenty of things you can get outraged from. Don't get outraged by a CGI baby in a microwave that is not plugged in. Okay? Can we not? Same. You'll live a better life with that. All right. That's all my spiel about that. But yes, watch The Flash. I plan on watching it again. I enjoyed it. I don't care. <laughs> There's still people in my mentions that like to throw it that it flopped. Yes, it did flop. I'll agree with you on that. Sure. But hey, guess what? I could still enjoy it. Like I put like I put like uh, I posted one of the shots, the shots that you see Supergirl show up back in the Batcave. It's a really cool shot. And I was like, that's a cool shot. And somebody was like, it flopped, Dave. I'm like, yeah, OK, it flopped. But I could still say things are cool. Right? Oh, the sad lives some of these people live. And the narcissism. Sag after strikes. Oh, boy. So, Hollywood is just pretty much like shut down right now. We got the writer strike. We got the sag after strike. It is not looking good right now when it comes to Hollywood. It's not looking good at all. Hopefully the strike doesn't last too long. And I'm just kind of wondering, like, geez, what the hell am I going to talk about if there's not going to be any news? I mean, I'm, it's whatever. I'm not freaking out about me. But I will say, and I've seen this too, there are people, there are some YouTubers out there that were, like, freaking out and trying to figure out what they can actually talk about. Because when it comes to these actors, they can't do anything. They can't promote it. If they have a movie coming out, they can't talk about it. They can't go on podcasts. They can't be interviewed. They can't do anything. They can't do anything. And that's going to be interesting when it comes to late night. When it comes to late night talk shows, I didn't even think about that until right now. Late night talk shows must be just showing reruns like crazy or best ofs or whatever the heck. Because they're not going to be able to have any actors show up to promote the movies that are coming out. And that sucks. That does suck for at least some of them. But, I mean, obviously it's for a good cause because, yes, it is absolutely ridiculous. And it's funny, too, because I saw an article that said, like, all they want, all that they want, all sag after wants when it comes to at least these lower-paid actors. I'm not talking about your, you know, these the top-tier actors. Those actors are doing just fine. I'm glad that they're supporting the, the, the other actors. They don't get paid anything, really. You know, it is kind of funny. It's like when you see, like, George Clooney, you just be like, yeah, man, they need to get paid. You know, actors need to get paid more and stuff. I'm like, what's your net worth, George Clooney? I'm just kidding. I'm like, well, you know, if you just take a little portion of your tequila and throw it down. Okay. Anyways, but no. I'm just saying that, yeah, it's, it's obviously for a good cause. But, um, yeah, I'm just kind of wondering, like, when it, yeah, these they can't go on talk shows, they can't go on anything to promote. And we still got movies coming out. And what sucks, too, is, like, um, when it comes to, um, let's see, Mr. Uh, Mr. One Mighty Duanya right here, who's going to be in Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle needs help. 
we need, you know, and I, I, I'm looking forward to the movie. I, I was hoping it was going to be something. It was going to, I, I want it to be a little sleeper hit. It's got a small budget of like 120 million or something like that, or maybe less. So it doesn't need that much to make like a big splash. And I was just kind of hoping like, okay, let this movie be something. Let Jaime get up there. Come on. You know, that's just, it's the half Mexican in me, you know, that's all. But this is what he had a, he had a, he posted this right here and he kind of feel bad for him, but obviously he's going to support what is happening when it comes to all these unions. But, you know, you do kind of feel bad because it's like, this is a big role for him and he can't even promote it. But he posted this video out here. We won't show the whole thing, but he did post a little bit right here. Oye, friends, familia, Sholomarigüeña here, um, Miguel Diaz, Coracay, and soon to be um, your Blue Beetle on DC's Blue Beetle coming out August 18th. I'm making this video to address the recent news in the entertainment industry. Um, if you haven't heard, the actors are striking. We're striking in solidarity. SAG is striking in solidarity with the writers. Um, and <coughs> Of course, he has uh, that team on you know, his head. Foremost, Whatever. I, I, I won't I hold it against him. gets resolved swiftly and uh with that being said it needs to be solved in the right way and the people who are asking for the right to live and work and thrive in the business should be allowed to and should be able to um and because of that reason i won't be able to promote uh the movie uh throughout the duration of this press junket can't promote so it stuff, so much great stuff aligned um and i really See, that wish sucks. that we could um get it to you guys but we need to stand on the right side of history. And because of that, um, we're planting our feet in the ground. Um, with that being said, this is a fantastic movie. And um, <laughs> this is still you know, kind of promoting it, it though, right? Is he going against the rules so fantastic here? To get to film my first movie for no. IMAX. I think he posted this before <laughs> it happened. To, to work with such a phenomenal cast and crew i cannot speak highly enough uh, about our wonderful ensemble i have to shout them out now if i don't get a chance to shout them out on the day of the premiere um how can i even start susan <laughs> exactly. Smollett, george lopez elpidia carrillo yeah damian alcazar bruna Marquezini, uh Beisa escobedo raul max Trujillo. um if i'm forgetting anyone uh, 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 uh um 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 carrillo adriana barraza um harvey guillen Every single person in front of the camera, behind the camera, our shepherd, our wonderful director, Angel Malosoto, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. Thank you for entrusting me with this role. And I'm so excited for everyone to be able to see it for the first time in the theaters. Um, if you know of Blue Beetle, you're gonna love the movie. And if you don't know, he's gonna be your new, new favorite superhero. So there you go. We don't have to watch the whole thing, but man, you just feel bad. You feel bad. It's like, he rose in popularity when it came to Cobra, Cobra Kai, and then and then he gets this role of a lifetime to play this character. And, you know, and it's you know it helps that you know it's like hey, it's a Latino lead superhero, which you know has been lacking, and so naturally we it needs to get out there, and it's uh, an interesting hero and everything like that. But you just feel bad because now he can't promote it, and they probably had all this pr promo promotional marketing that was going to be helping the movie out. So. Guys, I know some people are just like, nope, they're not going to see anything. They're not going to do anything. They think everything sucks. But I'm just saying, support the movie, man. Support the freaking movie. But Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, 
He did. He's trying to help. He's trying to do his part. If anybody's just thinking that Tom Cruise is just eating popcorn and whatever the hell. But he said Tom Cruise. This says right here, according to the Hollywood Reporter, it says Tom Cruise lobbied studios on SAG-AFTRA stunt in an AI position. So let's see right here. It says the Mission Impossible star urged SAG-AFTRA to consider allowing actors to promote films during a strike, giving the delicate state of movie theaters. So Tom Cruise is just kind of going like, hey, this sucks. Like, hey, can we at least still promote your pro your projects? I've seen some people out there who who start patting themselves on the back, tweeting out, "I just deleted all my streaming service because I'm supporting SAG after and blah blah blah." I'm like, well, some of those people have projects that they want you to watch, so I don't know. You're I don't know exactly what you're doing here, but I've seen like tweets where people are like saying that they're deleting all their streaming services. They're not going to go see the new movies because because of all this. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but I mean, some of these actors, as much as they're supporting that, they still want you to go see their projects, their movies and TV shows. I don't know. It just seems like a little weird to me. So I'm kind of like, all right, Tom Cruise is trying to be like, hey, guys. You still do that. How important is the AI issue uh, to members of SAG-AFTRA? Yeah, that's right. I mean, the whole AI discussion, too, has been pretty crazy. And apparently there was, like, a proposal to have, like, extras and background actors and whatever the hell being generated by AI. I mean, Jesus Christ, that was a whole thing. I know Fran Drescher, like, went off when it came to uh, her little speech when it came to all this. Important enough for Tom Cruise zoomed into a June uh, to a June negotiating session to urge the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers to hear out the Guild's concerns on the issue. According to The Hollywood Reporter, it wasn't the Mission Impossible star's sole concern. He also wanted to urge the AMPTP to support the Guild's position on stunt performers, which is great. Stunt performers don't get enough recognition as well. Cruz also had some words for SAG-AFTRA reps regarding the delicate post-pandemic state of movie theaters. SAG-AFTRA sometimes calls in performers during negotiating sessions to discuss issues in which they have expertise. Any member can request to address a, a negotiation session and the guild can evaluate the va value of having them participate. Apparently, the guild concluded that Cruz's point of view was worthy. It's understood that no other star of his caliber participated in the negotiations in this capacity. Well, that's kind of shitty. SAG-AFTRA had a handful of proposals on the table concerning stunt professionals, including stunt coordinators and stunt performers, which... The 160,000 strong union represents. The union also sought to institute more guardrails on the use of generative AI in entertainment in its 2023 talks with studios and streamers, focusing on ensuring that performers give consent and appreciately compensated when their performances are ingested in the technology. Of course, despite Cruz's participation in the talks, after around five weeks, the Performers Union and the AMTP failed to come to a deal by Wednesday, which was the, of course, that. In addition to lobbying studios and streamers on behalf of SAG-AFTRA, Cruz is said to have asked the union to consider allowing actors to promote films during a strike given the fragile state of movie theaters and reminding his union that promotion matters to actors too. It felt uncomfortable, says said somebody who was actually present right there. This is why I was like, 
when it came to Mr. Mariduana talking about Blue Beetle and kind of loosely promoting it, but he can't promote it anymore, Cruz has a point here. Cruz has a little bit of a point here. It is kind of weird when it comes to all this is the fact that it's like they can't say anything. Nobody can say anything, can't promote anything, can't go anywhere, can't do anything. I mean, I'm sure some of the actors are like, whoo, they're just sitting down, just like kicking back on their favorite chair, and they're just going to be just like watching TV. But what are you going to watch on TV? Reruns? Apparently. No, but... It is. It almost seems like it's like, yeah, can you bend it a little bit when you come to movies that are coming out? It's like promotion. And he brings up a good point. I mean, even though that there are people that are flocking back to the movie theaters, which is great, it's still not where it actually was. And Cruz really wants to keep that that experience for people. And I think a lot of actors and filmmakers want to keep that, too. And it just kind of sucks that now they can't even promote their movies. So, I mean, I, I just, it, it is kind of weird. It would be kind of cool if they could just kind of be like, all right, yes, since the movies were already before the strike, before anything, you're able to promote it because it's already said and done. It's already in the bag. It's already in the can. You could get it out there. But, you know, rules is rules, right? Rules is rules. Ugh. Get out of here. Get out of here. And you know who needs to get the, needs to get the fuck out of here? Ah, Bob Iger. Good old Bobby. Good old Bobby Iger, right? Here's what this motherfucker has to say about the strikes. We're in the midst of a writer's strike, and very likely it would seem to have a actor's strike. How is that going to impact things, and what are your expectations there? Well, I think it's very disturbing to me. I, you know, we've disturbing. talked about... Uh, disruptive forces on this business and all the challenges that we're facing in the recovery from COVID, which is ongoing. It's not completely back. This is yeah. the worst time in the world to add to that disruption. Uh, I understand uh, any any labor organization's desire to um, work on the behalf, behalf of its members to get you know the most compensation, to be compensated fairly based on the value that they deliver. We managed as an industry to negotiate a very good deal with the Directors Guild that reflects the value that the directors contribute to this great business. We wanted to do the same thing with the writers and we'd like to do the same thing with the actors. There's a level of expectation that they have that is just not realistic. And they are adding to a set of challenges that this business is already facing that is quite frankly very disruptive. So they're not being realistic. They're not being realistic. I don't know about that, Bobby. I think, you know, especially when I saw, like, it seems like what they want is they want, uh, you know, just about 2 3%. I think it was like 2 or 3% of the residuals or whatever the hell. It's just like, eee, eee. It's like, come on, Bob. That's just... You're not looking good, especially since he extended his contract and he makes he's making like another. Now he like bumped up like I think he was making what twenty four million a year. Now he's making like twenty seven point eight percent or something like that. It's like what the hell? And then speaking of that, look at what these mofos freaking make. Look at this. Look at how much they have been making. How much they have been making. Like how much they've made in five years. David Zaslav, good old Zazzy Pants. 
He's right up on top. The guy's almost made a half a billion dollars in five years. Ari Emanuel, I'm not sure exactly who he is, but uh, 346. Reed Hastings, 209. Bob Iger, 195. Ted Sarandos, 192. Woo! The greed, the greed. And it's just like, I mean, I get it. I mean, yes, we, list, we live in a cap, capitalistic society, which I'm, I'm, I'm okay with. But in the same time, it's like, all right, when you have people that are, not, are getting screwed out of things and you hear like the stories, you hear about all this kind of stuff, I'm just saying, cut, you got to cut these budgets down. You got to cut the, the, these payouts that these CEOs get. You got to cut the, some of these salaries that some of these actors get. And it just seems like, you know, I'm, I, what's going to end up happening, in my opinion, like I said, I, like, I know there, I, I don't know, like the full logistics of everything. I'm just kind of just what I just see and hear and whatever the hell. But I'm just saying it's like it's just gotten so crazy. It's gotten so crazy. I mean, and yeah, the economy doesn't help too. like the economy, obviously inflation and everything. And obviously, you know, the economy has been shit ever since the pandemic, pretty much. It's been really big shit. And then, you know, regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, you know, the, 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 the people that are currently running this damn country right now just suck. Um, and hopefully maybe it'll get better. Who knows? But I mean, that adds to it as well, but it just seems like Jesus Christ, like, how much money do you need? How much? How much do you need? It just seems. And I'm just kind of going like, man, you know, I don't know. But they need to come up with something. They need to come up with something. But I almost think that this is going to because what's happening when it comes to independent studios, independent studios that are not a part of this, they're going to continue making movies. We might see an influx of independent movies that come out of this. How, who knows how long it's going to last, but we might see some independent movies that just come out on top when it comes to this because those studios aren't affected. They have like a waiver thing or something like that that's happening when it comes to independent studios and movies. They can continue filming and go in production. So we might see an influx. I don't know. Who knows? But it's all about how long this goes on. Hopefully it come, it ends soon and I don't know I just I agree with Cruz with the fact that I just wish that actors could still promote their movies that are coming out you know I just that, that's what I think I think that that should be still the case but what do I know I don't know what I'm even talking about I'm I'm a big dumb dumb when it comes to all this Christopher Nolan he's been doing some uh promotion of Oppenheimer that's right but we're not going to talk about what he's talked about with Oppenheimer because we have. We've talked about, you know, the fact that he didn't use CGI and how he got the idea to make this Oppenheimer movie, which was from Robert Pattinson, who gave him a book of Oppenheimer's quotes after, at the tenant rap party and, and inspired him. And now we're going to get this we're going to get this art right here. This this long movie, probably his longest movie that he's ever made. It's R rated, which, you know, Christopher Nolan doesn't really make, you know, I think Insomnia was his only other R rated movie. We're going to get, um, we're going to get this and we're going to get apparently a sex scene, which is, might be awkward to see on the IMAX screen. I'm just saying, um, you know, you're sitting in an IMAX theater. You just want to see like big, you know, great cinema and, you know, explosions. You want to see cool, like cinematography, stuff like that. Apparently we're going to also get a extended sex and sex scene which you know we're gonna be like hey, what the hell's going on anyways i already talked about that we'll talk about probably that a little bit more too when it comes to wednesday's show because we're going to talk about the uh the reviews for oppenheimer but there's certain things that he was talking about when it came to 
questions that were being asked. And, uh, you know, I got a bullet point from uh, Christopher Nolan, a Christopher Nolan fan Twitter right here. It says several revelations from Christopher Nolan following a new interview from this from French media. They asked these questions. Uh, which were cool, and I'm glad that they asked his questions because, you know, just to get into the mind of Christopher Nolan. He's one of my all-time favorite directors. The man is brilliant, but this is this is what it, when it comes to the brilliance of of Christopher Nolan right here. So, they, he was asked, will you make a TV show? No. Will he make another superhero film? No. That's right, guys. No more superhero films. No more, which I get it. He did his Batman trilogy. It was fantastic. Don't need any more, right? That's it. Now, you never know what could happen in the future. Maybe they'll do some crazy older Christian Bale Batman in the Dark Knight universe. And maybe they'll do some kind of one-off. Who knows where superhero movies are going to be. But right now, the superhero genre is not where Christopher Nolan wants it. It's not where he could thrive. Christopher Nolan is not about this the, the crazy fantastical stuff and all this stuff. He did his superhero movie, his superhero trilogy, which is a Batman movie, and he he started it, he ended it. They want him to do Superman, but he said, nope, but I know a guy, and that man was Zack Snyder. And then when it came to would he ever do a Star Wars filmed film, he declined to answer. Huh. Interesting there, Chris. So, you said no about superhero movies. You said no about a TV show. But you declined to answer if you do a Star Wars film. Can you imagine a Christopher Nolan Star Wars film? <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy probably is like, no. No. We, we hire people like Taka Watiti. Okay. And then he was asked, would he still be making films in 10 years? So the Quentin Tarantino question. Because you have Quentin Tarantino who goes, I'm making one more film, it's my 10th film, and that's it. Of course, he's still writing books and plays and everything like that. So he was asked, like, would you retire? Talk about retirement. He's not going to retire. He's going to take more of the Martin Scorsese approach and just keep on freaking making movies. I don't know if he's going to make them as frequently as Martin Scorsese and Ridley Scott because those guys are just, they just pump out movies. Christopher Nolan takes his time a little bit more. But he also said, too, that he won't be starting to make his next movie until all the strikes are over with, like all the negotiations are over with and people are getting paid. He will never have a TikTok account. Good for him. Good for him. And apparently, too, when it comes to when it comes to technology, he will have a computer that is not connected to the Internet that he writes his scripts on. When it comes to filming, he doesn't have a phone on him. He doesn't have a cell phone. He doesn't have a smartphone. Doesn't have anything like that. And it's not a problem for him that people watch his movies or any movies on their phones or tablets. So even though he's like, Eh, with the technology, he's all about the analog technology. He still doesn't mind that people are actually utilizing technology. Like, he's okay with the technology, but he just doesn't use the technology himself, which is totally fine. It's totally great. He even said in another interview that he watches all kinds of movies. He watches the Fast and Furious movies. Doesn't criticize them. He doesn't criticize movies. He takes them in and goes, okay. He does that, which is totally fun. It's a class act. He's a class act. 
He's a man of like, he just loves movies. He loves movies. He loves all kinds. And he's not going to sit there and just rip something apart. He's not going to do that. That's not Christopher Nolan's style. Remember what we heard when it came to Justice League or Justice League. Remember, Zack did not go see the final product of that movie. Debbie and Christopher Nolan went to go watch that. Christopher Nolan told Debbie, Zack should never see this movie. Because he knew. That's Christopher Nolan for you. He's a brilliant man. I think he's a brilliant man. I can't wait for Oppenheimer. Dude, Daniel, that's what I'm talking about. Nolan and Tarantino's Star Wars movies, I'm all about that. I see people still butthurt from the trilogy, and it ended to, I know, people still, like, throw shade at his trilogy. I'm like, it's a brilliant trilogy. It's like, I mean, you had Batman Begins, which is probably my favorite origin story of a superhero. Obviously, I'm a Batman fan, but I think it's, like, the best origin story. You got The Dark Knight, which is just iconic, and Blue Minds, too, and it was different from Batman Begins. And then when it came to Dark Knight Rises, yeah, it was a little bit of a mixed bag. You know, it's not my favorite one. It's my least favorite one, but I don't hate it. Still got some good things to it. It definitely does. Yes, Stephanie T, he is the absolute goat. But that's what I just, that's what I love about Christopher Nolan. It's like, he's not out there. He's not all about that. And he's not going to just, you know, and he, and he just kind of takes it all in. And he just wants to make his movies. That's why I'm like, he doesn't want to do any more superhero movies. Why would he want to? He's already did, he already did his superhero trilogy Batman trilogy and that really put him on the map because you know not a lot of people knew who Christopher Nolan was at first I mean I I knew he was because Memento is still my absolute favorite movie of his even though like you know that's that was like the movie that he had one other movie uh the following that came out before black and white still a good movie very indie and then when it came to Memento still pretty indie but I just that movie just blew me away just the storytelling and the structure of that movie is why that's still my favorite Christopher Nolan movie because it inspired me to make my own stories. That move, that movie just inspires me. That's why I love it so much. It's, it's, I, it, that's my favorite movie of Christopher Nolan's. I would say his best is Interstellar. That's his best movie. So there's a difference. My favorite movie, Memento, I think his best movie is Interstellar. Then The Dark Knight. Interstellar is better than Inception and then maybe Memento. I'm just saying like when it comes to the quality of the film, Interstellar is just that's that's an opus. That's a, that's that's space opera. That is 2001. He made his own 2001 a Space Odyssey with that movie. And then The Dark Knight was like that was just totally magical, too. And then Inception is just mind bending and stuff like that. But I, my favorite movie is still Memento. But Inception is just up is up there too because I love that movie as well. But it, like, yeah, Memento would always just hold that special place in my in my heart when it comes to that because there's just something about that movie. Chris should have done Indy Five. Nah, he wouldn't have done Indiana Jones Five. Hell no. There's no way that he would have done Indiana Jones Five. No way. All right, let's get to the final topic, which of course just the just the box office. Let's take a look at the box office of the weekend and see what happened. Of course, b -b 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 box office. All right. So 
Uh, of course, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning was the one that came out, the big one that came out. It made $54.7 million. You know, kind of low for domestic. It is pretty low for domestic. But, you know, look at that. 155, 155.6 international. So this is probably going to be an international hit. It currently sits at $234.1 million. Uh, I mean, obviously, they were probably opening would be like a, overall be 300 million but i think it'll you know eventually get there i don't think there's going to be any you know but obviously when it comes to all these strikes it might slow up some things a little bit but i i told you guys how i felt about this movie i mean i i'm sorry i didn't get to like you know i i try to record my full review on it. i wanted to express more how much this movie is most likely my favorite movie of the year because it just had everything it just had everything that i uh, wanted in a mission impossible movie and a summer blockbuster the action the suspense the tension all the spy stuff the callbacks because i love this franchise so much so it all worked for me it all worked for me but look at the sound of freedom sound of freedom look at this still it's getting more it's at 85.8 look at that it actually had a plus 38, 38.6. Of course, it did have more theaters because it was limited release. So it did have more. And again, this movie should not be political. There should not be politics involved. When it comes to the story of child trafficking, let's not call it a conspiracy and some kind of right-wing QAnon fucking paranoia movie. <laughs> it's really happening. So let's not do that. Insidious had a 60.6% uh, drop, which I think we call kind of saw that. But still, horror movies are still doing absolutely fantastic. I was reading that this movie made, it, it was made with $16 million. And look at how much it's made. You do the math on that one. That is supremely profitable. So that's why horror movies are just killing it still. And then, of course, we had another 55.3% drop for Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Three, it crossed 300 million at least. But Elemental has actually found some new steam. Elemental has also crossed 300 million. I mean, it's still not as well as they probably hoped it, but it only had a 9.3 drop this past weekend. So that's actually found a little more life when it comes to that. So not too shabby. Not too shabby. I mean, I thought I was, I was, man, I still thought the Flash was going to do better than Elemental. Like, got the hell. But again, the Flash might have some new life when it comes to streaming. Maybe. Who knows? All right. Let's go ahead and get to the Twitter questions now because I didn't post it on YouTube. We'll see what you guys have to say when it comes to the Twitter. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. All right. Just making sure that there's no uh, naughty business that's happening over there. All right. All right. We got Darren right here. Hey, do you think we will get some Joker 2 or Batman 2 news before the year is out? Yes, we definitely will. I think we'll get a teaser of Joker 2 for sure. And hopefully we'll get some Batman, the Batman 2 news. And while watching The Flash, it made me realize how much I still love Keaton's Batman. Amen, man. Amen, brother. I, I mean, I, I love his Batman, too. He's my second favorite live-action Batman. Miss Jackson. Sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh. 
I would love to know if James Gunn has any regrets about running his mouth about his plans before The Flash was released. He's been really quiet on that front. Well, he's not going to talk about the, the failure of The Flash. Not going to do that for sure. But he talked about how much he loved The Flash. He was, he was really pushing how much it was great and how, how, much, how, uh, how much he really uh, loved it on many occasions. So, I mean, he really was expressing that. So, I mean, there was that. But, I mean, at the same time, it's just talk about being in, like, a stupid spot because it's like you still have four movies that were coming out this year and you're going to announce a whole different slate. And it's like they really tried their best. They really tried their best to be like, hey, you know, we have four movies coming out and he, like, kind of just, like, tried to, like, hype them up a little bit. He didn't hype up Aquaman 2 worth of shit, but... (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I don't think he has any regrets, to be honest, because he's probably just too busy working on his stuff right now. But yeah, I mean, that's not I mean, obviously, that was like a decision between him and the higher ups to like, hey, we got to get this out here because guess what? But yeah, it was it's just it's all it's all a shit show. It really is. Eric, looking at all these big budget movies with awful VFX nowadays, budgets that are completely bloated and just keep getting bigger and keep making it harder for movies to profit to make profit. Uh, I gotta ask Dave, how much of that budget does goes to that low quality VFX? Makes you think. Uh, it needs to go more, I guess. That's what I'm saying. Jamon Watson. On the ongoing writer strike and actor strike, it feels like Hollywood have brought was brought to its knees, and it is a wake up call in the industry. The corporation needs to pay their writers and actors. Yes, let's cut these CEOs' budget like their their freaking income in half. It's like, goddamn, it's just so ridiculous, man. Darkness under the wind. Dave, question one. Do you see Deadpool 3 being better than Multiverse of Madness when it comes to there being lots of potential cameos? Yeah, I mean, I see that being better, but it's going to make fun of the whole multiverse concept. It's Deadpool. Question two. Can you see these strikes against Hollywood lasting until next year? There's There's a chance. There is a chance. Question three. Favorite Deadpool suit? Well, I mean, they all look relatively the same. So, I mean, they all look pretty much the same. They have the same structure. Like, I don't even know what's really the difference too much. I mean, except for this one looks redder. I don't know. They're all, they're all, they all look pretty much the same. There's not that that much of a difference. Mr. Nobody, with the strike in effect, how bad will it affect Blue Beetle? It'll affect it, for sure. That's what we were talking about. Sucks for, for Sholo and everybody, you know? Also, what's your prediction for its box office? I see it may probably, I mean, it could just make like 30 million domestic, maybe. I don't see it doing that much of a splash. But again, low, it has a lower budget, so it doesn't need to make a huge splash. I get that The Flash wasn't a financial hit, but I thought it did a good job resetting the future projects. However, I'm cautiously optimistic, optimistic about Clooney. Clooney ain't doing more movies. Don't worry about that. He ain't doing more. Mr. Wooter, hello. I'm hello, Dave. I'm a little frustrated that studios are not paying their actors and writers for giving us good movies. And what is going on with the box office this year? Good movies are not doing well, like Indiana Jones Five and The Flash. And Mission Impossible. Well, Mission Impossible Seven did better than those movies opening. So I mean, I wouldn't put Mission Impossible Seven as as uh, you know in the same 
opening kind of, you know, as the Flash and Indiana Jones, it's going to end up doing better. I think any, I think, I think Mission Impossible Five has potential to at least cross a half a billion dollars. So, yeah, I think a lot of people were just kind of hoping that it was going to be another uh, billion dollar movie like Top Gun Maverick. But I mean, it just it. It's different. Top Gun Maverick, we've been waiting for like, you know, over 30 years for that. And just everything that hap- that have has to do with that, you know, that's just, that's a whole, that was a whole different beast. That was a whole different beast. That was a whole different experience. Mission Impossible 7, I mean, not the same thing. I, But, you know, again, I, I mean, obviously we're still going to get part two. I think it's going to be okay, but yeah. I mean, it might be starting to lose its passion i'm not saying that dead reckoning is like the best one of the whole franchise but it's still it just it's it it gave me what i expected and what i was wanting from that movie and from a summer blockbuster so oh how are we feeling out there is that midnight pst what 175 million worldwide you think it's going to do 175 okay well, if it's made with like a hundred million dollar budget or a hundred twenty, it needs to make it. It it doesn't even need to make four hundred million to be profitable. So if it makes four hundred million, it'll be profitable. <clears throat> if it is a hundred million, it only needs to make three to be to basically start being profitable. So if it does, so you never know. I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for it. I'm definitely rooting for it. But we'll see what happens. I'd like to see the red and black suit. Val is the best after Batman. Okay, after Ben. I like, I, yeah, I like Val, but I think Keaton's the, the, the one. What's your favorite? You know what? I mean, Daniel, when it comes to Mission Impossible, I still, I, I still have, my heart is still with the first one. The, the Brian De Palma, the first one. I think it's just because I watched it so much as a kid. When that came out, I was obsessed with that movie. And I will defend to my dying breath the second one as well I, I love the second one i love that that the big time shift to a john woo action flick with the doves in the slow motion double double barreled fucking shooting i love that i love that i love mission impossible 2 as well but yeah i don't know i i, I just i might my, my I, I still say the first one is probably still my favorite now, when it comes to quality and the best one, again, just like what I was saying with the Nolan, like Memento's my favorite, but I would say like Interstellar is like uh, his best one. I would say like, I would probably say like Fallout might have been like the best one and best one, and then Dead Reckoning maybe, and then Rogue Nation. I mean, they're, but then see, I mean, when it comes to one of my, my second favorites, probably Ghost Protocol. I really love that one too. And that kind of set the the table for the next ones right there. So, part two might uh, end. Yeah, it might be the end of the series. But but Tom Cruise said that he he would love to play Ethan Hunt well into his eighties. He wants to do what he wants to do what Harrison Ford's doing with with Deanna Jones. I never got I never got the why the hate for John Woo in this. Yeah, well, people just because it's so different from all the rest of the ones. You know, like I said, it, it is a it is more of an action movie action. But I mean, it's got Hans Zimmer doing the score. Mission Impossible 2 has Hans Zimmer doing the score. You have Limp Biscuit doing like a rock version of the Mission Impossible theme, which I, I, I always got the instrumental. I always listen to the instrumental version because I'm not a big fan of uh, Fred Durst's voice. I don't want you want to hate me. Yeah, I just I ugh. was that? I, I liked Limp Biscuit's music. I just never really liked Fred Durst's voice. 
uh, and he just didn't have a good voice to me. I don't know. That's why I just couldn't really get into it. But I like the music of it. I like the music. The band was playing some good music, but his his vocals were just yeah. And when it came to when it came to that song, I liked the doom 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 It's really cool. But they released an instrumental version. Thank God. And I love that. I just can't. I just can't with his voice. Now I know why you want to hate me. Ugh. Just not for me. Not for me. All right, guys. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. If I can find the freaking music. There it is. All right. Thank you guys for uh, spending some time with me. I always appreciate it. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell so you know when I'm doing this stuff. And become a member if you want to uh, join up with the uh, weekly members-only streams that happen after every Wednesday stream. Do that, or you can support the channel on, the, on Patreon and try to post stuff on there as much as possible. Uh, but, you know, any support really helps. Really, really helps, guys. And I appreciate everybody who is supporting and helping. But, yeah, follow me on all the sock meds. Everything, you know, trying to post on as much as possible. I'm even on TikTok again. Yeah, as much as I was like, eh, I didn't want to do it, but I said, you know, why not? Just good on TikTok, so do all that. But uh, all right, guys, we'll see what happens when it comes to all this madness that's happening in Hollywood. But I think uh, I think we'll be okay. But, you know, I'm just kind of thinking, I'm like, all right, well, if we run out of news, I guess we could just talk about past movies or something like that. I don't know. Have discussions about that, but we'll see what happens. But, all right, guys, love you. See you on Wednesday. Talk to you later.